Hey everyone, welcome to Recovering You. This is a podcast that will take you through a step-by-step guide of what you can expect when you enter into a world of recovery from addictive and compulsive behaviors. You are here to learn how to change, and we are here to give you the tools to get there. Welcome back to another episode of Recovering You. It's like that sounded like a PBS like Saturday morning. <laughs> Green rainbow. <laughs> oh, how did that one go? Come on, sing it for me. How did Green oh, Rainbow go? I don't remember it. No, I don't remember either. Oh, I'm sure you don't. I, mean, <laughs> I remember the graphic though, the little star with the rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta love that. And that has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about today. So I'm gonna get back on track here, and we are going to. Uh, we're going to get going on this podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you for all your support. This last week, actually, um, looking at the numbers, we've had a, a really awesome increase in, in numbers. And I know part of it is uh, I had the opportunity, as I said last week, with Cody, which, oh, dude, by the way, if you guys have not listened to that episode with Cody um, about profound intimacy, it was just, it was so cool. It was something that I've just felt so passionately about that it just, it needed to happen. It, we, we needed to talk about how to approach intimacy when addiction is involved in the relationship and, and how to transfer from an unhealthy outlook on intimacy to a uh, pure and spiritual outlook on it. So I'm, I was, I'm super grateful that Cody was able to join us. And that was just such an awesome conversation. If you have any more questions about that, or, or you even feel like, you know, there could have been more information. We'd, we'd love another one. Please feel free to uh, reach out to our email, recoveryu2 at gmail.com. Um, all right. But today, today, we, we've actually talked about doing this episode for many moons. Yeah. <laughs> it has been on the horizon and it just kept falling to the wayside. So I was talking to uh, my man Chase here. And we were just like, you know what, this, this needs to happen. We need to get this done because it's too important of a thing to not work through with people. So, and this is definitely a work through tool, something that can be and should be. I know we don't say should a lot on this show where we avoid the should word, but you, uh, you must, <laughs> you definitely would benefit from uh, applying this tool into your life. So we're going to talk about working through a lost battle analysis or what we call a Q5. Yeah. I think, I think this is really just a part, an expanded part of the repentance process, right? Oh, absolutely. Understanding how you got to the place you got to, like what led you to, you know, losing a battle and, you know, backsliding on your addiction. Um, And then, you know, how can you prevent that in the future based on the patterns that you see? yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. It's helped me so much um, just to see how Satan's attacking me and prepare for those future attacks. Yeah. I love what you said there, that it's, it's a way for us to kind of plan on how to avoid that temptation, how to avoid those mishaps in the future. And that's what all this is about. This is all about avoidance and preparation and strengthening of, um, of yourself in order to to do better. So um, in the program, we work through this at, um, it, it goes from level zero to 10, 
we never really talk about 10 to six because um, that that's all after the fact of where the uh, the relapse has happened or uh, where that moment of saying, uh, forget it has happened. So we're, we're gonna start it at five and work backwards through zero and how that can progress from a zero to five so quickly. Like it can happen in a matter of uh, seconds, minutes, hours, or days, sometimes even weeks. Like it, it's, it's crazy how this whole process yeah. works. So, um, so let's, let's work through that. So this is, uh, we're gonna start at a level five. So level five is kind of that moment where you just say, you know what? Screw it. I'm, I'm just, I, I give up. I cannot do this anymore. Um, I'm, I'm giving in and you say, I'm, I'm done. I have nothing left in my tank to withstand this. So relapse behavior, here I come. And this doesn't have to just be, and I, I can see you want to say something. So I'm, I'm going to let you jump in here for just a sec. Um, but this doesn't have to be a relapse of like watching pornography again or drinking alcohol again or starting to smoke again it doesn't have to be a full thing like that this tool is not just for addicts this is for anyone who does not like compromising their values so even the tool of like i yell at my kids too much like i raise my voice too much if that is a value that you want to stop doing that you want to stop yelling at your kids you want to stop getting so frustrated this tool is for you you know, if you want to stop having road rage while you're driving, this tool is for you. If you want to stop eating so many sugary sweets, this tool is for you. This can be used on a wide spectrum of uses. So uh, don't, don't think that this is just for those people that uh, struggle with relapsing behaviors. So, Yeah. And I think we said that about a number of different tools that we've uh, talked about. So, I mean, it's true, right? All of these tools are to help us align with our value system. And you were talking about level five, but we haven't covered the question level five yet. Right. Okay. Sorry. So yeah, the, the question that goes with the moment that you just said, forget it or screw it. I'm, I'm not doing it anymore is where and when did you say that? Like, like what was the situation that you were in? You know, were you, were you by yourself? Like, right. were you, you know, were you just on your phone? Were you was idle? This, were yeah. you putting yourself in a situation of temptation like what was going on yeah was it was it late at night had you compromised other values to get there like basically and and when you write this down when you hit this level five and you're like okay um and you reflect back and you say when was that moment that i said screw it you really should write down on the, and this is, like I said, this whole thing, it's, it's a journal entry really is what this is. And it should be every single time you should be writing this down, not just thinking through it because it, it holds so much more weight when you can actually work through this and write it down. So paint the picture though. Like I, I decided I wasn't tired. I stayed up late to watch TV. So I did not go to bed uh, when my scheduled time is, and I try and stick to that schedule. And because of that, because I was alone watching TV late at night and I was perusing through shows to watch, that's where, you know, that's where I kind of gave up and said, I'm just going to watch something I shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. So that's level five is where, where we give up. Level four is where we have this irrational conversation with ourselves when, you know, we're, we're going back and forth and trying to justify the behavior, but then another part of us is trying to say, no, I don't want to do that. That's against my value system. It's like back and forth. 
And it's really hard to, to win a battle when you get to that level. It's possible. Um, and I've done it before, but it's, it's definitely hard. Not something and, you should try to do. Like, <laughs> let's yeah. see if I can win a battle at a level it's, four. It's exhausting. It's exhausting yeah. to win battles at level four. Level zero and one, it's not super exhausting. Level two and three, it's, it does require more effort. But if you're going to win a battle from a level four, like it's going to take a lot of effort. But or, like a, or like a godly intervention of like yes. yeah, someone physically interrupting your thought process or your action process to stop you. Yes, yes. But you can also do it yourself. It's possible. Yeah. Um, but so, oh, just, just on on level four, um, I, I've used this example a lot. And this past weekend, when we had all the mentors here, it was used again by one of the other mentors. So, and I don't know if they knew what they were doing. Um, the the creators of Emperor's New Groove. Have you seen Emperor's New Groove? I'm sure you have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That when when Kronk has the devil and the angel show up on his shoulders, if you want to know what this irrational conversation is or this justification moment, it is exactly that. It is the battle of the voices on your shoulders, the angels and the demons, your your values and your compulsions kind of going to work on you of like, like, hey, no one has to know. No one has to find out that that you did this. Like, no one's going to tell on you. It's not going to hurt anyone else go ahead and take that drink, smoke that cigarette, uh, watch pornography, go ahead, because this can be our little secret. And then you have the angel on the other side or your value saying, but you'll know, and God will know. And because of that, you're never going to be able to feel right about yourself until you go and tell someone. And then you have to see the pain on their face. And so you're in this, this huge, like battle of what to do being pulled back and forth you are the center knot on in a tug of war and like you said it's so hard to win because really you're kind of at the mercy of those two sides that are battling for your attention yeah and you know it's 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 within yourself but definitely satan the devil whatever you want to call him the adversary he's influencing it right he's pushing that other side you know and trying to whisper in your ear um so recognize that and don't have that conversation with him um, and just, you know, do something powerful to bring on some warrior chemistry to get you out of that. Um, but the questions in the lost battle analysis that go with level four are where and when did you experience the justification or a rational conversation? Uh, similar to level five, where and when were you just identify the time, the place, um, the day, you know, all of that information and just your location um, and your specific location. Was it in your room? If you were in your house, was it in your room, right? Was it on your bed? Was it like, you know, sitting in your chair or wherever? Um, next question is in level four is list off some of the conversational topics you heard that seemed logical at the moment. Um, so th this is like writing out a screenplay. This is like, like, again, depicting the situation. And then you're like writing out the lines of what these two sides were saying to you yeah either the lines or or the topics kind of that yeah that can allow you to see that in the future They're like oh this is coming up again you know for, for me one of them is like you're feeling super stressed you know this is the only way that you can relax you know that's one of the level four justifications and so if i feel that if i have those things come in it's like oh oh crap this is coming. I got to, I got to react hardcore. I've got to do something to bring on warrior chemistry right now. 
I'm like wide-eyed nodding my head right now because I'm like, I have absolutely heard that conversation in my head. I'm like, dude, you're just stressed. Just release a little bit of stress, man. Like, it's okay. You'll feel better after it. Like, 100%. Yeah, that is definitely a level four conversation. Yeah. Um, And the next level is level three. This is um, something we've talked about before, but it's the dude moment or the like, hey, you're alone or kind of where where the thought of acting out or acting against your value system comes up. And the question that's connected with this one is where and when do you remember the first hey moment? So similar thing, like where and when, and this could all be like the where and when can all be at the same place, right? But it could also, like you said, be over days or weeks. Um, It really can be. And some people who are further along in recovery, it can be over, you know, months. Uh, I've heard that before, you know? And yeah, it sounds like you, or it looks like you've experienced that, you know? Well, yeah, absolutely. So a a really good example for this one that I I like to use with people is, um, do you have the cookies out on the table or in the cookie jar? And the, the reason that I say that is, I mean, when you have that, that dude moment or that hay moment, it's like walking into the kitchen and there's a plate of cookies sitting on the table and you go, oh dude, there's cookies on the table. And that, it, that, that's the exact, and that's, it's so subtle, just like that. Oh, dude, you're alone. Oh, dude, everyone else is drinking right now. Oh, dude, nobody cares. Like, it's, it's just this, it's like uh, the flip of a switch. A, a moment of realization is what this level three really is. Um, and, and like you said, but leaving, like, and you may be able to resist that. Oh, dude, there's cookies on the table. You might be able to walk by like, no, I'm, I'm sticking to my diet. I'm, I'm, I'm staying good this time, but you leave the cookies on the table. So that's why what you were saying that this can last over a long period of time. If you leave those Mm -hmm. cookies on the table, you're going to continue walking past them. Every time you go into the kitchen, if you continue to put yourself in isolated situations, you're going to continue having those realizations of like another opportunity, golden opportunity. Here's the flip of the switch. So what's the solution? Uh, Well, put the cookies in a stinking cookie jar and have a time of when you can have a cookie that week. And the the, the cookie isn't necessarily like, we're not using that as a relapse, like when it's okay to relapse. I'm not saying that, but it's a matter of controlling your environment. So if being alone is your situation, then if you realize you're about to be alone, put on your dang shoes and walk outside, go walk around a store, go hang out with a friend. Like, don't allow yourself to sit there and walk past the plate of cookies constantly during your day, your week, or your month. Yeah. And for me, it's just, it's not put the cookies in the cookie jar. It's don't have the cookies in my house. Yeah. Don't don't even make it. If I, if I know they're in the cookie jar or whatever, if they're in a package in my closet, I'm going to go grab those, you know, like that's, that's, I might see them less, but it's going to be way harder if it's not in my house. So like creating as much distance as you can between you and triggers is, you know, is wise, but you can't always control that. Sometimes someone's going to bring over cookies or sometimes a trigger is going to just come into your life that you didn't, you weren't able to control, you know? So now that I want cookies and, (laughs) and we've both decided we really shouldn't even have cookies in the house at all. Uh, Let's, uh, Let's move on to what a level two is. Now, we, we've kind of established um, that this is going to be a lot of just 
kind of depicting the when and where these things happen, but, but each one will have kind of its own scenario, its own story, its own depiction of what was going on. So level two is, I mean, is really just all about the emotions that like being, we call it, we call it the emotional battle. And what that, what that means and why this is such an important one is because um, the emotional battle is really kind of where everything for most people, it stems from here. Um, if you're bored, lazy, angry, stressed, tired, um, overwhelmed, frustrated, all these things, um, and, and even, even things like joy and happiness can cause that, that we've talked about in the past, in the past can cause these feelings of, um, you know, just a lot of chemicals being, being dripped into the brain and a lot of things having to be processed, which can lead to things like a relapse. So when we talk about these things, then work your way backward into what the, what the real emotion is and what you're going through. Maybe something happened at work. Um, maybe, um, I mean, there, there's the, there's the really big things of like trauma that happens in your life. And then there's just the little things that happen over and over and over. Like you're not getting enough sleep that can cause um, feelings to have you in a state of an uh, perpetual emotional battle. So yeah. um, did, did you have any thoughts on that? Um, I was just going to say like, I, I hadn't thought of it before, but I feel like a level one, which is just feeling off is really just the beginning of an emotional battle. Yeah. It, it's it's kind of just like it's unidentified emotional battle i guess it's like level the two. like the event that causes the emotions yeah and level two is when you kind of like know that there's emotions going on yeah and and you're you're actually you're physically demonstrating those emotions like you're getting angry you're getting short-tempered you clearly need a nap like your eyes are really heavy like all, all these different types of emotions that you're going through are starting to manifest physically so uh, the, the questions that go with level two, if you're one of the people out there like taking note of these questions, we have the when and where again, did you start be to believe the strong negative feelings that you were spilling into your mind? And then uh, question two was, which negative feelings built up the pain this time? And I love that it says this time because it's not going to be the same thing every single time. It's like, all right, what's the problem this time? Well, here it is. And you got to just lay it all out. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely helps you to have multiple of these. If you, if you, you know, if you're losing multiple battles um, to have, you know, when I not first began my recovery, but when I first began men of Moroni, you know, having a history of these to look back on really helped me to see, you know, the patterns um, and, and make an action plan, which we'll talk about in a bit, but the next step is level one, you know, just when, you're kind of feeling off or unmotivated, just something's off in life. You know, maybe you did have a trigger um, or maybe you did have a trigger that you recognize and, or, or that you didn't recognize. Um, and the questions that are associated with this are when did you first feel off or unmotivated? Um, what trigger caused you abandoned, caused you to abandon your peace with God? I like that one a lot. Um, what was the yeah. root lie? that led you away from the spirit. I think, I mean, all, all like things acting against our value system, we believe some sort of lie and the lies kind of carried through, right? 
the, the, the beginning lie kind of starts in level one, and then that lie turns into a feeling, which turns into a potential action in level three, which then turns into like, you know, what we're justifying. It's, it's interesting. The lie comes, goes all the way through each of these levels. Um, and real quick, just, just for, for those that may not have a real clear understanding, how would, how would you define um, what like a, a root lie would be? Mm. One root lie for, for me sometimes is like nothing else will make me feel better. That's a root lie. Okay. Um, how about you? I think one of my biggest root lies is it usually has to do with my worth or value. Like, you know, like, like I, I really start to doubt other people's um, affection or intentions toward me to where you know when people are in like really amazing relationships and they say things like i don't know how i ever got this person or i don't know how i ever deserved to have such an amazing person in my life yeah that basically is is my root lie i look at my wife and my kids and my friends and the, the acquaintances i've gotten to know here in phoenix and my job and i'm like i am not worthy of all of these amazing blessings that are in my life and and that that can be portrayed and it is portrayed by a lot of people as like, Oh, he's just, he's being really humble. You know, like he's, he's just acknowledging the fact that he's got so many blessings in his life. And while that may be partially true, it's also a really um, tricky tactic used by Satan to remind you, like, you know what, you're right. You're not worthy of the affection of these people. You're yeah. not worthy of the amazing job that you have. And you're really just kind of uh, deceiving people that you're not as smart as they tell you that you are. And so there's kind of this uh, constant feeling of unworthiness for me, even, even, and even the inability to really succeed at this recovery thing. Like, you know, this is just a phase. This yeah. isn't going to last forever. No, that's good. I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up because it's, it's something that uh, is very important. Uh, so level zero is, you know, just when you're at peace with God, you're feeling good. Um, you know, you're kind of maybe not like perfect, but you're just like, I'm doing well. You're content, you know, with your circumstances. And the question, the questions that are connected to this one are, when were you last at one with God? Um, and this is still part of your lost battle analysis. And I think these questions are really good as well. When were you last at one with God? What did you feel like? What did that feel like for you? And what was it probably like for God? How long were you able to maintain a level zero? What actions did you make actions did you maintain that caused your closeness to him? What has been an effective strategy or what has worked for you in the past to help you remain at a level zero? So these are all like things that kind of just help you analyze what helps you to get to a level zero and stay at a level zero. And, um, you know, so you can do those things more, you know, and do the other things less. Yeah. And that's, I, I know that that's a lot of questions and stuff. Um, so what, what I like to do to kind of sum all of that up is to remind people or ask people just kind of generalized, when did you feel like everything in your life was right and that you didn't worry anymore? Not that you weren't concerned about what plans were like that. That's always going to exist with that throughout your life. You're always going to be thinking about what's ahead, what you're going to do, what, you know, school, work, kids, family, that's always going to be there. 
But when was the last time that you were kind of just able to sit back and say, you know what? I'm at peace. I know I've made the right choices. I know I'm in a good life. I know I'm in a good job. And even though there's a lot to do, I know a lot of this is in God's hands. I'm going to do my part and I know he'll, he'll do his part. And I don't need to stress anymore. Everything is going to be okay. Like just Bob Marley style, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and that you can just kind of just smile and that life is good. So that's what I like to ask people. When's the last time you could just say life is good. Yeah. Some people that's good for me. Sometimes that's like, I don't remember. <laughs> and, and, and that's the crazy thing. Like some people, I remember being told in therapy, like, dude, when I was asked, when's the last time you were to level zero and they explained it to me, I said that same thing. I don't remember. And it can be years that we go without ever experiencing a true level zero event. And it isn't until we ourselves make the changes necessary to live the lifestyle that invites peace, that we will be able to experience a true level zero. Because it is a place, not only that we are living at our best selves, but that we are living a life that invites God into it, that he feels like he can be a part of that life. Yeah, you know, and and for me, it's often like, when did I last? Uh, an easy way for me, because like all those expectations of like feeling super awesome and good like for me that's not really realistic for me personally yeah it's when did i last connect with god and and just feel peace like even though maybe crazy things were happening in my life and i didn't feel like everything was good in my life i i I like that i i like where those two different perspectives of yours can be like during a prayer you could be having a great prayer and and have a, a level zero and even if after the prayer the stress kind of floods back in and everything. You still got to experience that, that moment of peace. Um, so yeah, it doesn't mean that everything in you're right. It doesn't mean everything in your life has to be perfectly aligned to where um, you're just good in, in all facets of your life. So I appreciate you pointing that out. I may have put a little bit too much pressure on people to feel level zero. <laughs> I was like, man, are you like a Buddhist monk or something? Like, Oh, dude. Like, oh man, I mean, no, <laughs> not, not in the least, but I, I do, I do truly love to be able to have those moments that I can sit back and just be like, life is good as, as tough as it is right now. And as crazy it is, as it is, I can still sit here and say, I have nothing to complain about in my life. And that's just that feeling of not not that everything is okay, but that I am at peace. I am at peace with my life. Yeah. The chaos of it and everything included. So, all right. So let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, an action plan. So to, to give a little story here, the, I love having an action plan. And the reason that I love this is because of the benefits that it has, not just on myself, but on people around me. So for instance, when we were living in Las Vegas, I was still, I was in the recovery program, but my numbers were never reaching past a few weeks. I was, I I couldn't seem to get past like 30 days. That was like my, you're due for another relapse. Come on in. You know, it's like, I just, I couldn't get past that. And what, what started to happen, you know, because this, this was really hard on Katie. um, But what changed the game for both of us was I started writing out these action plans that I would show her my Q5 and 
then before and during my conversation of saying, all right, this is my Q5. This is everything that happened. This is how I got in this situation. Uh, you know, this is the emotions I was feeling. This is what had me feeling off before that. And my last level zero was at this point. Here's what I did from the time of my relapse or my forget it moment. I contacted this um, accountability partner. I reached out to men from group. I've read in this book, I've studied these scriptures, and I've written down promptings that came to me. I have contacted uh, my men and I group and told them that I need to reset my numbers, also holding accountability for myself. And I've also reached out to my bishop to tell him we need to have a meeting. And so I took 100% responsibility and accountability for myself. And by doing so, she no longer had to carry the burden of okay, well, I have to fix this for him. I have to tell him what to do. All she had to worry about was, okay, now I need to make time for myself in order to heal. And that, that doesn't have to be your spouse. That can be anyone in your family or anyone you're holding yourself accountable to. You're not holding, you're not saying these things or showing them a Q5 in order to say, woe is me. Look how hard it is for me. Look, I messed up again. I'm never going to be able to do this. You're showing it to them saying, here's what happened. And I'm already back in control. I've already figured out what the next step is. And I'm not going to sit here in shame and allow Satan to beat me down and say that I'm not worthy of love because none of that has changed. The only thing that's changed is a number on a piece of paper or in a program. That means I'm still paying for this program, but my progress has continued to move forward. I just tripped on a branch. That's all it was, but I'm still walking up that mountain. Yeah. Yeah. What do they say? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So this yeah. is like avoiding insanity, right? Yeah. You're doing something different. You're making a change based on the answers to the questions based on data, right? You're looking at the data and, and then you're being like, what can I do differently to, to avoid these situations? Um, and then pulling on all the tools that you talked about and more, all the tools that we talked about, you know, flagpole drills, you know, a, a number of other things to, right, help you prevent those situations in the future. Um, and it's, this is for me, like, you know, those little adjustments, they do help, right? And you, and you can commune with God. And for me, he'll, he'll give me like, help me find specific things, little adjustments that I can make that, that have been very effective. Um, yeah. So it's, it's kind of like playing a video game and there's always that point in the level that you get killed every single time. It's like, <laughs> I know that when I go through the cave of madness that I'm going to encounter, you know, the, the dark creature and it's going to kill me and that because I'm not powerful enough to beat it. So why do I keep going through that level? Why do I keep, why do I keep trying to do this? Um, but what it, what all this is doing is identifying the fact that you know what's waiting for you in the cave of madness. You know what's waiting for you at that level. You know what the boss is. And e each time that you are progressing, you're learning more and more of their moves. And you're learning more and more of your capabilities. And eventually, that level is not even going to be a challenge anymore. And you get to move on to the next thing. And so as we go through these action plans and these things, you're really figuring out a plan of, okay, I'm not only learning about me, but I'm learning about the enemy as well and how I can avoid 
temptation in the future. There's there's a tool um, oh. prophesying. Yes. Th- yes. This is all, I mean, this is this goes perfectly hand in hand with prophesying. Tell me a little bit about what, what prophesying has done for you or what it means to you. Well, yeah, and I think, like you said, like you can prophesy better how Satan is going to attack you by doing this analysis and looking, yeah. looking through the information there. Um, and, but prophesying how Satan is going to attack you is it's pretty simple. It's just like, you know, looking forward, looking back on how he's attacked you in the past, those patterns, but then also looking forward and what's coming in your life. What's, you know, what's happening in your day, in your week, in the next month, how is Satan going to attack you? You know, this, this today or this next week, how is he going to try to get you from a level zero or one to a higher level to eventually lose a battle? Um, and then what are you going to do to counteract that in the moment? Um, so Cameron, I, I know, I think, I think it would be good for us just to, to act it out. Um, and I know you oh, said, dude, that, let's do it. Yes. I know you said that you're going to Texas on a business trip, uh, pretty soon. Yeah. So, so tell me about like how prophesy, how is Satan going to attack you when you go on this business trip to Texas? Dude, I love so much that you just threw the gauntlet down on me. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's go. All right. Uh, so yeah, I am, I'm traveling to Texas for a few days for work. Um, so there's going to be a lot of opportunities to, uh, really be stupid. And, and I don't, I don't say that lightly, uh, even though I am kind of like smirking and smiling, but that's just because I, I know, I know my enemy. <laughs> so, um, and that's why I love this tool. I love this tool of prophesying and what it does for me. So, but speaking it out is, is the tool here. So, um, I'm going to be staying by myself in an Airbnb. So lots of, and if there's a day that I don't have a surgery or that it starts later in the day or that it's done early in the day, and I have a lot of time to kind of hang out by myself, um, there's going to be plenty of time for isolation and for relapse. I mean, plain and simple, every single day is going to be almost a nonstop battle to watch pornography and to be unfaithful um, in, in my thoughts and in my actions. Every fiber of my addiction is going to be pulling at 200% for me to lose a battle this next week. And how I'm going to combat that is I will spend as little time as possible in my Airbnb. When I am in there, I will, I will not be just numbing out and doing, doing things that allow my, my mind to wander or allow me to come across something inappropriate. So I'm downloading educational books, uh, Dopamine Nation. I know you mentioned that a lot. I have that queued up and ready to go. I'm in the middle of um, Atomic Habits. I also have some fantasy books that I can listen to. And then let's see. Oh, there's a, there's a boardwalk nearby with lots of like seafood restaurants. And so since, you know, it's on my company's dime, I'll, I'll get to go eat some yummy food and get to hang out. I'll be close to uh, the Gulf of Mexico. So, you know, there I'll you go, go see, I've never seen the Gulf of Mexico. So I'll, I'll go check that out. So I will, uh, and I'll be able to exercise. I'll make sure that that's a daily thing that I'm doing to occupy my time and my mind. And I will also be setting up some accountability partners and making sure that I have daily, if not multiple per day conversations with my spouse and with those accountability partners. So I know that sounds like a lot. <laughs> I, I, people are probably just like, dude, that's just like, that's like nonstop, like pedal to the metal, but it's really not. I mean, it, it's work. And then when I walk in through the door, it's, I just think of one thing to do. Do I sit down and read a book? Okay. I'm done reading this book. 
what do I do now? The, the, the biggest thing for me will be don't sit there and just zone out because that will be when the lost battle will start to happen. That level one or that level two will kick in. Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, it's, it's a strong time of temptation traveling, you know, by yourself always is. Yeah. Um, at least for me as well. Um, but good stuff, dude. I, I, I'd be willing to do uh, prophesy if, if we've got time. Oh, dude, we've always got time. And I know everyone listening right now is like, yeah, we want to hear Chase's prophecy. So Chase, prophesy. How is Satan going to attack you this week? And how are your values going to be compromised? My values aren't going to be compromised. There you go. I worded that poorly. I'm sorry. How how, how are you going to be tempted to abandon your values? (laughs) Um, Well, there's a lot of uncertainty going on. Like I just found out that I have to move. Um, Some things fell through with the you know, a major business, um, kind of milestone that we were working on. And, and I got, I've been sick, you know, this week. So there's just a lot of stressors, a lot of uncertainty about the future. And Satan, he, I mean, he already is like, he's just attacking me, like, you know, influencing me to feel really anxious and just like uncertain. I think he's going to try to escalate that, you know, and I wouldn't be surprised if something else, you know, comes up that you know kind of throws me for a loop that he's going to use that to really you know put some more fuel on the fire um and what i'm gonna do to counteract that you know i I think one thing that i have been doing that i will continue to do is really identify do what like all these tasks that i feel like i need to do what can i just push off like what do i not need to do do i really need to do this task do i really need to you know go to this friend's house or or get these random things done. So giving myself that time to be at level zero, that time to connect with God and connect with myself and nature and, you know, go for a walk or be outside or whatever, rather than just doing things because I'm really anxious and trying to get everything done. Um, So that's how I think he's going to attack me. And and what I'm going to do is just like take time to slow down um, and, and get back to a level zero. Cause you know, I may be living this week or the next couple of weeks at a level one and two a lot, just cause kind of the circumstances of life, but yeah. try to get back to level zero, at least in the morning, you know, connect with God and, and at night, you know? Um, and then during the day, if like, I really see kind of things ramping up with my emotions, like just disconnect for a little bit. Um, and that's, that's what I'm going to do. And that's how I think Satan's going to attack me, but new things always come into our lives. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that there's going to be attacks that we don't even foresee that are going to happen. Right. Uh, so he, he does always use those new things in our lives to try and attack us. Yeah. Um, and, and make them seem like just so stressful or unmanageable. But um, yeah, I, I, I appreciate you sharing that. And uh, I love the fact that, I mean, you guys just both, you, you guys all got to hear, I said both, like there's only two listeners. <laughs> <laughs> all two of you listening to this right now because i know there's only two of you um everyone out there listening got to hear two examples of what it means to prophesy and how to avoid that that temptation to compromise your values so what my challenge is for all of you that are listening mm-hmm. is think to yourself how how are you going to be tempted to compromise your own values how are, how are your compulsions going to urge you to eat that cookie, to yell at your kids, to 
go back into your addiction, to give up on yourself, whatever it might be, how are you going to prepare yourself for that? And I want you to speak it to yourself. You know, if, if you're by yourself right now, speak it out loud, say what the scenario is going to be, say what you're going to do to combat that and then commit to that because you are capable of winning. I mean, our, our enemy is extremely cunning and has so much experience, but we have God on our side. We have angels on our side. And just like the scriptures say, there are more of us than there are of them. And if you truly believe that, and if you are willing to commit to your, your faith in, in God and in yourself and in the ability to change and be better, then by doing so, you will win your battles. I absolutely promise that. And, um, you know, start with the small battles and the big ones, the, the big boss levels will eventually be conquered as well. Yeah. And I, I just thought of something like what we're talking about today is, is looking back on your life, with the lost battle analysis, and then looking forward with the prophesying in order to be able to live according to your value system in the moment, in the now, and to really be in the now, you know, in an educated way. Um, and, you know, I just didn't realize that connection until just now. So. Dude, that's whew, chills. I, I really like that. You got to look back to learn and look forward to, uh, to prepare. So yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Well, on that note, I think we're going to, uh, end it here. And once again, uh, thank you everyone that, that listens to this and for the outreaching and the text messages and the emails that, that I've been getting. Um, all of you guys are amazing. If you ever want to be a part of the show, feel free to reach out. If you feel like you have a story or a principle that has really affected your life and allowed you to change, to become the person, the better person that you are today, we would love to hear that because your story matters and it can have a profound impact on people around you. Remember that you are awesome. You are a good person and you can change the world with something as simple as a smile. We'll see you guys next week.